0: Dear friends, it has been an overwhelming last couple of days as we have watched with just sheer horror what has unfolded in Eretz Yisrael, the terrible tragedy that has cleaned the lives of hundreds has resulted in the injury of thousands, the abduction of innocent men, women and children into Gaza. It's beyond comprehension. You know, sometimes I think that we see things that are just so terrible and so catastrophic and so overwhelming and the mind thinks to itself that this this must be the worst thing that could possibly happen. I remember, I remember just a few months ago when Lucy Di Hashem Daman her daughters were gunned down. I remember thinking to myself a mother with two children murdered for, for what? For what? For traveling on a road in Eretz Yisrael you think to yourself this must be the worst thing that we could ever conjure up. And now we see the images coming out of Eretz Yisrael and we see again people being murdered in their homes, people being taken captive. It doesn't, it, it doesn't even compute. And I think, I think for, for those of us in Chutz La'aretz, it was complicated. We heard this information on Shabbos morning, but I think didn't really grasp the enormity of the situation until we turned on the news last night. And then we're simply overwhelmed by what it is that we've been seeing. Overwhelmed, overwhelmed, overwhelmed. And the question, of course, I think we're all grappling with is what do we do? How how do we navigate these difficult circumstances? What is our avoda? What is our sacred mission during these difficult times? Dear friends, I'd like to share with you just a couple of points. Number one is our primary avoda is to feel the pain of our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. You know, often when it comes to pain, and when it comes discomfort, to discomfort, so almost like the reflexive reaction is to go and try to figure out how could I minimize the pain, or how could I rid myself of the pain, how could how could I circumvent the pain. But what it means to be a yid, what it means to be a Jew, what it means to be a member of Klal Yisrael, is to be no seba in is to feel the pain of your people. And yes, it is terribly unpleasant to feel pain, and it tears your heart into a million little pieces. But that is the sacred avod that we have as members of this great nation. We celebrate together, and we mourn together. The world has changed. Klal Yisrael has changed. Eretz Yisrael has changed. Shminiat Seras, the very fabric of this yamtiv, has changed. Everything has changed. And I don't even think we've begun to absorb the full enormity of the change. Families that have been decimated, widows and orphans, generations disrupted, precious soldiers. Precious soldiers, you hear the accounts of how soldiers were were, were literally shielding civilians with their bodies. These are our sons and daughters, the precious members of Tsal, and now bereaved parents, bereaved children, the, the change, the ripple effects of the change, we, we, we haven't even, we, I'm sure I know those, we, I'm singing chutzlars, so we have not even yet begun to absorb the enormity. But I have to allow the pain to course through me. And it's unpleasant. It's unpleasant. But you have to feel the pain of your people. Life cannot go on as normal today. It's true, we have to go about our activities of daily living. I have to go to work, I have to take care of my house, I have to take care of my kids, I have to do all these different things, yes. But we also have to allow ourselves to feel the enormity of the tsara, of the difficulty that Klal Yisrael is currently undergoing. Not underwent, but is currently undergoing. We see the massive mobilizations of soldiers. Behind every one of those soldiers is a mother, is a father, is a husband, is a wife, our children, behind every, you know, everybody likes to, we see the videos of the soldiers going out and everybody's giving food and the soldiers again waving the flags and beautiful smiles and, and behind each of those soldiers is a family that's not going to sleep tonight. There's someone who's going to toss and turn, not knowing where their beloved chayal is. And chevra, We who don't have that have to, we who don't have that same level Of skin in the game. We who do not have that same level of Mesiras Nefesh, at least have to shoulder the feelings of pain, the feelings of angst, together with our brothers and sisters. That there are families who don't know the whereabouts of their loved ones. They don't know, have they been killed, have they been taken hostage. We have to feel that. We have to feel that. I'm gonna be Zoha to go home, and I could put my arms on my children and if my children are at Israel, I, I, I know where they are. I know what they're up to. I know that they're safe. I know that they're secure. And the notion that there are families in Am Israel who don't know the whereabouts of their loved ones, that's something we have to feel in our hearts. I can't run away from the pain. My obligation as a member of this sacred nation is to feel that pain and allow it to course through me. Because I'll tell you something amazing. When you share the pain of your people, whether we realize it or not, you are lightening the load of others. You see, what does it mean to be no what does it mean to shoulder the load with your fellow? You know, if you could imagine, when there's a load to be carried, the more people that support it, the lighter it becomes for everyone. Those Jews who are heartbroken, they don't know who I am. And mean, I don't know who most of them are. But on a Rukhni level, when I allow myself to feel their pain, and when I say Rehbono shel Olam, I want to hold up Klal Yisrael together with these broken mishpachos, with these broken individuals, on some level, on some way, it lightens the load even for those who are suffering. That's number one, share in the burden. Number two, we have the Daven. And i know that it's i hate to say it, it sounds cliche to daven but the truth is tefillah is one of the most powerful and impactful tools that we have tefillah allows us to storm the gates of shamayim and tefillah often allows us to express from our hearts often what we can't express in just a normal lexicon, in a normal vocabulary. Tfilah allows me to spill out my heart before the Ribon HaOlom, and even if I don't say exactly how I feel, the Ribon HaOlom, who is the Levavos, who knows what is inside every single heart. He knows what's in my Tfilos. He knows how much and how badly I want the salvation for Cloud Yisrael. He knows, he knows that all I want more than anything. Is just dry the tears just somehow bring some type of solution to this terrible crisis somehow lift up all those who are broken please deliver a Yeshua and empower our precious soldiers to be impactful and successful in all of their endeavors as well there's another piece we have to give to Dhaka we are, we are Baruch Hashem, it's Mika Amcha Israel. There are so many different opportunities to be able to give. And I think since the time that Yamtiv ended, we've been solicited by a million different organizations all doing incredible work. Here in our show, we're gonna create one central fund and hopefully again, we'll collect the care and we'll collect this tournament. We'll be able to give to different needs at different times and to be able to help in an impactful fashion. Another piece, number four. It is important for us to realize that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I know it sounds strange to maybe say those words right now. You know, we have a concept, the Gemara says that mi shemei somuta lafanov. When someone has lost a loved one in the body, the corpse is right there. You are not allowed to utter words of tanchumin, words of consolation, because they're premature. They're not right. The body is there. The loss is so fresh. The words of consolation often fall on deaf ears so to a certain degree so we are in a state right now of meso mutalafanov the dead have not yet been buried the families have not yet had the opportunity to even say goodbye but because this is such an overwhelming experience for our people it is important for us to be forward thinking as well just in this week's parasha, we're gonna read Barish's Bara Elohimes Hashamayda The Ribosham created a new world, and the Medrash brings down that before the Ribosham created this world, there were many others that came before it. And they were destroyed. And they were destroyed. And then Akadish Baruch Hu created our world. And it always struck me that Ribam Shalom could do anything and everything. He could get it right on the first time. Why the need to create multiple worlds before ours just to have them destroyed and then build ours? I think Kaddish Baruch was teaching us an incredible and overwhelming lesson. That out of every act of destruction, something new is born. Out of every act of destruction, something new is born. Barashas bara Elohim is not the first thing that happened. There are multiple worlds that were destroyed. And then and only then, Barlakim, if there is one thing we know as a nation, it is that out of destruction comes building, that out of destruction comes life, that out of destruction comes vitality. As we say to a little baby boy at eight days old that is bris, It's such a strange thing to say to a little boy. We say to you, with your blood, you will live. We're teaching our children from the time that they're eight days old. That from destruction and from loss comes life, comes vitality, and comes rebuilding. We are still busy with burying our dead. But at the same time, we must keep in our minds that we as a nation will come out of this stronger. We will rebuild, we're going to rebuild with a broken heart, and we're going to rebuild different people than we were before the catastrophic events of Shemini Atsaras. Worlds were destroyed, but in the aftermath of the destruction of those worlds, Barashis, Barah Elohim, HaShemai, Vesarets. We will rebuild. And we will rebuild something beautiful. And we will rebuild something holy. And we will, with the assistance of the Ribal Olam, rebuild something which reflects the luminescent vitality of Khal Israel. And you may hear these words. Maybe you'll say to yourself, Too soon, I can't hear this message right now. Maybe you'll even say inappropriate. That's not the message right now. But it's true. And it's this message we have to keep in the back of our hearts, in the back of our soul, through these trying days. Dear friends, you know, the coming days, Halavai should just be days, but who knows what it's going to be. But the Tekufa, the chapter ahead of us, is going to be difficult. And it's going to be fraught with challenge and with sadness and with suffering. And as we see the Levias continue to unfold our hearts, just as maybe they begin to mend a little bit, will just be reshattered and rebroken over and over again. But in those moments of brokenness, we have to remember that from every destroyed world, a new world is rebuilt. From every act of destruction, something magnificent is built. Right now, we're in the period of destruction. But we will be Zoha to see the days of Beresh and Barah Elohim, Es HaShvayim, from this tragedy and from these ashes, Kelal will get back up, Kelal rebuild a new world, and it will be built on the memory of all of those who were taken from us, rebuilt with broken hearts of collective Kelal but a new Bria, a new creation will emerge. May Hakadosh Baruch Hu give us the strength to weather these difficult times. May each of us be to rise to the occasion in different ways and do what we can for the benefit of our people. May Hakadosh Baruch Hu finally usher in a period of shalom, a period of geula, a period of Mashiach, and may we be zocher to Hashem to see those days bekarof.